good. So you have children, grandchildren, a husband or a wife. Someone that you need to have a talk with. You want them to square up, do what they're supposed to do, and you know it's easy. Because all you have to do is tell them what you need them to do, and they do it. Right? Who can contest, who can say, or not contest that, <laughs> probably everyone could contest that, but who, who, who would say that they've ever had a time in their life when they knew that they knew that they knew that you were right, and I'm not, I mean it, you know, like you really felt like you were right, you're trying to convey to someone else, you know, that, hey, come on, you need to understand this. And they just didn't get it. Do you ever have that experience? Who has never had that experience in your life before? Just life is hunky-dory and everyone listens to every word you say. And Because I was going to have you come up and preach if anyone have any takers. No. God talks to us all the time. He speaks through his word, through, through his spirit, through the very salvation that he brings. And by grace gives through his son, Jesus. He speaks through creation. It's awesome. I love to go on hikes. I love to see God's creation. And in the stillness when you can get there, you know. Um, originally from Michigan, I, I actually yearned to go there and just hike in the woods, especially in the, yes, in the wintertime. I love that. I really do. Some of you are looking at me like, you're nuts. But God, yeah, let's go. I hear you. God is so good. And here at Four Corners Baptist Church, welcome those on the web that are listening in, by the way. And um, we, we look at the vision statement here. It says, moving people toward Christ. And those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. And we find that out of 1 John 2, 6. Last week, and look at what does it take to walk in the light? How does that look like? Well, here at Four Quarters Baptist Church, how we move people toward Christ is right there, equipping the saints, strengthening our families, and growing together in our faith. And as we move closer to Christ, we will help others to move toward Christ also. Why do I say this every week? Every week I say, make this statement. It's because this is how we do it. This is how we can remind ourselves that it's about others, not necessarily about us. That we are here to equip the saints. That's what the word tells me in Ephesians. And we're here to strengthen our families because we belong to God. And God desires that our families are strong. And we're here to grow together in faith because why not? Why would we even be here if that weren't the case? Right? We're here to encourage one another. We're here to pray for one another and and. And just really, quite frankly, we're here to be the body of Christ. And what does that mean, and how does that look like? And, and, and so this is how it's playing out as in, in Ephesians as we've been looking at this. There's been a lot of God moments. If you're visiting today, we've been about a year. And we've, we've really have been asking people, our, our congregation and those that visit, that, to, again, take that deep breath 
and just to understand that God is working already all around us in our everyday life. And do we need to be reminded of that? Yeah. Serious. Reminded of that. He's already at work. And if we would just take a deep breath and go, you know what? God's, God's doing something there with that person at the gas pump, with that, that cashier that's just, you can just tell, you see a tear coming down her eye. How can I pray for you? What's God doing? What do you mean, God? And I'm telling you, that conversation for me, and I believe for, for everyone in this room, I, I really believe this. I think we've been been deceived. I say this a lot, but I'm going to keep saying it because, because the deception and the lie is that no one wants to hear about our God, but that's, that's a lie. It's a lie, the saying goes, from the devil himself. People are hungry for the word more than ever before. We are now in a generation at least twice removed where God in so many, so many ways is so void, there's more hunger. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm telling you that God is so void, there's now a clear distinction more than many years, probably 25, 30 years, where there's such a distinction between who God is and who he ain't that our young people, especially, and adults, but, but the millennials, mostly young people, they see clearly what God is not, and they hunger for who he is. And we need a people and a generation that will, will just, just, I'm using this phrase, man up. I can't help it. I've been doing this about, about four weeks. But I'm telling you, men and women, man up, woman up. Because, because we have people that if you just mention the name of God, you just mention the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, you think they're going to slap you or something. You think that they're going to they're talk you down. And I'm telling you, they're not. They're going to lean in and go, Tell me some more. Test it. Try it. You'll see. God is working around us. Get into what he's doing. Last week, we were in Ephesians 5, 1 through 7. And I just put on two highlights from there. The first one is we're to be imitators of God. What does God look like? How can we imitate God? Is that possible? Did you guys know that I look exactly like God? Isn't that awesome? I must be pretty good looking. I'm just seeing if you're listening. Oh, by the way, listening. Uh, update on Trish. Um, see, it's been uh, five, four weeks since she broke her back on a bicycle accident. Some of you don't know that because you're visiting. We were we got a day off and we were bicycling on a trail, and her brakes failed and she went off a ravine and broke her T12, crushed it. So she's been four or five weeks out, and she'll be many, many months um, recovering. And so I wanted to get you up to date on that, but every day she's getting better and better. And I thought this would be a great opportunity. It just came to me. You know how that happens sometimes. Something just comes to you. And uh, she tells me she listens to the sermons online. So, babe, if you're listening, uh, I want you to prove it by calling me over and giving me a great big kiss. Let's see. We'll find out if she's listening. I'm sure she is. The second thing is, let no one be, de- be de- let no one deceive you with empty words. And I really hit hard last week, you know, mainly like social media and just idle talk. And, you know, we're, we're so inundated with, with just words that mean nothing, quite frankly. They just, they just blah, blah, blah. And who knows the Peanuts commercial? There's enough of old, uh, old enough in here 
where, you know, you have the teacher and she's going, wah, wah, wah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we're so desensitized toward the things of life, I'm telling you, because we have so much idle talk that we just phase it out. And, and I know a lot of you want to think of selective hearing. Well, we're beyond the days of selective hearing because we're really into the days of a hardened heart in a lot of cases and no hearing. That we only, we only see the, th- the quick note on Facebook, the quick text in some cases. And we're, we're at a place where if I can't answer you by text, I don't even know how to talk to you in person. For a lot of us, I know that seems silly. But you know what, how, what that can do and what I think it's done to a lot of uh, even believers? That we've come to a place or places in our heart where we, we've come accustomed to this culture that is social media driven, that is driven, that's not used to one-on-one conversation, that we have a tendency to have an experience with God such as this. That it's kind of like we want to give God a phone and say, text me. And when God reaches down sometimes with his word and his spirit, I pray all the time, but when he does, I think if we're not careful, we'll have a tendency to not know how to respond because we don't have a walk with him. You understand what I'm saying? We, 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 we're, we're, not, we're not abiding in his word and we're not close enough with him. We've kind of faded in a lot of cases in this culture we're in. And that's why I'm constantly, I'm telling you to take a deep breath, but I'm telling you, you know I, I try to be transparent. Just quite frankly, it's for me. I got to I got to remind myself, Tony. Take a deep breath. For God is here, and He desires to talk. He desires to speak into your life. He desires to speak into the life of the body and those people around you. Just, it's okay. Take a deep breath. Allow God to speak. So today we're going to continue in Ephesians, and I know I hit on this a little bit from last week. So last week was we're going to walk in love, leaders of God. This week is walk in the light. Anyone ever been blinded by a light? You know what I mean? Like, well, it's just a bright light, you know? I have a headlamp, an LED headlamp, and I constantly forget I have it on my head, and I'll have it on bright in order to see, you know, doing work. And I'll look up in someone's face, and I think for a minute, it's like that, Ronnie. Like, I looked at Ronnie and big old smile. Well, sometimes I, I look up, and the person's going, and I'm thinking, oh, am I radiating that well? You know, and it's, no, it's my light. They're going, shut off your light. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Click, click, click. Well, the Bible tells us that we're to walk in the light. And we're going to, let's go there. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 5, 8. Ephesians 5, 8. And again, I realize we spoke a little bit on this last week, but I'm going to hit a little bit more on the same scripture. So here we go. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, 
For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead. And Christ will give you light. Oh, boy, there's so much here. I really contend that a lot of times as believers, and especially maybe in this culture, uh, maybe, maybe not, fair statement, but every culture brings about its its own problems and situations. And uh, every culture around the world will try to drag anyone that believes in God away from him, right? But in our cultures where we're at, so wise is the man that discerns the times, and so thus let's discern where we're at. And you might go home to Ohio, you might go home to Canada, whatever the case may be. You might go, um, wow, all over the world again. And no matter where we go, there's a lie or there's something that's trying to pull us away from God, something that's trying to make us fade. But the Bible tells us that we are to walk in the light. We're to be imitators of God, walk in his love, and we're to walk in his light. We're to walk as children of light. It's not something that Paul is necessarily saying that if you do this, if you imitate God, now watch, if you imitate God, which we should, right? If we walk in his light, meaning his word, then we will become saints. We will become something. But what he's, what he's saying and what he's, what he's tr- expressing here is he's saying, okay, you who are saints, you who believe, you have put your trust, have repented and believed and put your trust in Christ as your Savior. You are saints. Not that you will become one if you do these things. We are one. We are saints. So as saints, we should imitate God because God dwells within us. And as we walk in the light, the word of God expresses through our life, or at least it should, he's saying, walk as children of light. Don't walk as anything else. Be an imitator of God. I, I, I think I'm at Pilot. Um, my whole life is an object lesson. Quite frankly, it's how God made me, and I love it. Because I see like I see God in everything. <laughs> Well, I can relate to that. That's a that's a good thing. That's an object lesson right there. Well, I'm at Pilot, and there's uh, the machines where you put the coffee and it grinds it. Who, who's ever ground your own mach- uh, coffee? I want to see if y'all. Some of you haven't. Serious? Oh, you don't know what you're missing. Okay, so anyway, a lot of the gas stations are going to uh, machines that you hit, you know, the menu, and it literally fresh grinds the coffee. Right on the spot. Okay? And I am I have no idea why they don't put like instructions, if you will, on or have people helping when they first go to these machines. So I'm at pilot and I'm I see this guy and he's looking at the screen and he's hitting it. He's he's hitting it. And I go, huh. So I walk up next to him and I go, like this? Because I'm a pro now. <laughs> anyway, bop, 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 bop. and he's looking at me. He's looking at the screen. He goes, pop, 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 pop. Still ain't working. And I'm thinking, huh. So I stop, and I look over at his screen, and I say, yeah, first time getting coffee. And he goes, so then I know he no habla espanol. Or I should say no habla inglés. So I said, he goes, um, no. And I said, hmm. I said, coffee? He goes, see. Si. I said, okay, English, English machine. He looks at me, 
I go, Espanol machine. And he looks at it because it was in English. I go, no, 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 Espanol. And he goes, and then he sees the English little Espanol translator down there, and he hits it, and it comes up Spanish. He goes, ah, gracias, gets his coffee. (laughs) That might have been a long story, but hear me out. Sometimes we're like that with God, I think. God does not speak. I want to be careful here. Hear the whole story. God does not speak our language. He speaks all languages. It is not our language that conveys to God. It's God who conveys to us. Hear me out. Listen to this. Language is just a bunch of noise, people. I mean, you can, <laughs> there's Spanish, English, Haitian. It doesn't matter. Creole, Creole. How do you say that? Creole. It's that, whatever. It's just a bunch of noise. It's like we go up to this machine sometimes, I think. Now, I'm not saying we see God as a machine, but hear me out. I speak English. I'm speaking to God in my foreign tongue, right? He, I speak English, and I'm speaking to God. And God, you just got to hear me out. God, hear, listen to me. And it's like I'm at this machine, and I'm hitting these buttons, and sometimes I feel like God's not answering. You ever been there? And I just, God, you're, I mean, it's not like you're not answering. Give me my coffee. Help me out. Come on. And I can just, I can just now hear the Spirit of God whispering the Word of God into me. Saying, be still and know that I'm God. And even though I hear in English, it's God's language. And it's like it's like he tells me sometimes, Tony, just step away from your machine. Step over to my, my machine, my word, my spirit. Hear me speak. I'll speak to you in English, but hear me speak to you. Stop trying to speak to me and tell me what you want. Walk with me and let me show you what I have for you. That's God's desire. It's it's his love for us. And as we keep looking at this, the Bible says, For we were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. There's a a Bible verse out of Psalms 101, 3, and 4. It says this, I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. I know we have a lot of believers in this room. I know... There's a lot of believers that are hearing me on the internet, and sometimes people say, why do you keep saying believers? People that aren't believers, they won't know what you're talking about. And I, and I understand. I just got to trust the Spirit of God and Word of God. It, I, it can't be about me. If we speak His Word, He says He will. He will be the one that conveys it. He will be the one that gives the revelation of what He's saying. But just bottom line is, I am speaking to believers this morning. I'm speaking to those that say I am a born-again believer. I put my trust in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to be an imitator of God. I desire to do His will for my life, which means as we look at the Word of God, this is how God speaks to us, through the Word and through the Spirit, right? Right? This seems simple, but hear me out. So then we go to a scripture like Psalms 101, 
uh, 3 and 4, verse 3, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. But if we're not careful, we live in such a world and a day today that we're watching and looking at things that are clinging to us. God's created us in such a way. You know how wonderful you're made. You know this. You know that he's given us a, a, a eyes and ears and a mind. He's allowed us and allows us to take in his creation. But the things that we take in that are meant to glorify him, hear this. What we participate in, what we're a part of, we become. This, this can I say nonsense? I, I, I don't, it's not like him. Sometimes it's so nonsense to me when someone looks me in the eye and say, well, Pastor Tony, I'm a grown adult. I can tell the difference when I watch something that's evil. I can tell that it's just evil. It's pretend. It's make-believe. And they want me to, to think that it doesn't affect them. God has made us that way. In our mind, can we uh, determine and distinguish between uh, right and wrong? Oh, mostly, especially if it's blatant and especially if it's a movie or something. We know that it's just made up. We know that it's just a character. We know that it, it's, it's not real per se. But I tell you what, when it comes into our mind and our heart, it becomes a reality, whether we think so or not. It becomes a part of us. So he goes on to say in Ephesians, in, in um, Ephesians 5, verse 10, it says this, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Oh, boy. Think about this. Okay, finding out. We're discovering. Because we don't automatically know. No, I mean, this is for real. We, we don't. You know, I, no one should ever pretend, well, I know it all. I know right from wrong. And, you know, quite frankly, I can call this right and this wrong. And, you know, I'm good. And I just choose to walk the center line sometimes, you know, the center path. But no, this is finding out. He says to find out. You know why he says finding out what's good? It's because it's in the journey. The day I am much more, to, to God be the glory, I am much more mature today than I was 27 years ago when I was saved. Praise God, right? I'm more mature in his word. I'm more mature in my walk. I am not at the same place then in what I, what I would watch and what I would hear as I am today. And do I need to continue to improve? Oh, my goodness, yes. I need to continue to walk with God and grow and mature in him and be an imitator of him, become more like Christ. But the bottom line is this. His word says, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. How do you find out what's acceptable to God? How do you find out? Yes, pray. But how do you find out what is acceptable to God? Yes, read the Bible. Read the Bible. But how do you find out what is acceptable to God? Look at your scripture. Read verse 11. How do you find out? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. What I am seeing and hearing is not of God, meaning, you know, I know this seems simple, but if, if God were right next to me and we were watching the same show or he was 
he was participating in the same conversation or he was looking at the same things I'm looking at or hearing the same things I'm hearing at, the bottom line is if, if God would not have a part of that, have no part of that, then neither should I. And as I have no part of the things that are not of God, but have everything as, as much as possible, I don't even qualify that, but have everything to do with God, then what's going to happen? Then I'm going to find out what God wants because I'm not going to find out. I don't like that this thing keeps cutting out, Ryan, because you know what? I can't move around. <laughs> Pray about that. We're going to look at another microphone thing. And don't you say, well, that must be God's way of telling you to be still. Nah. But as we look at uh, things in our life and we, we try to understand, well, how do I walk in love? How do I you know, walk in the light? How do I walk as a child of light? Well, that's what we do. We walk as a child of light. We walk, we walk in the things of God, not in the things of darkness, not in the things that are not of God. As simple as that seems. And the more I walk in the things of God, in His Word, and pray, praying, uh, you guys were, were, were 100% right, but the whole point is the reality of praying and being in the Word of God and allowing the Spirit to give us a revelation of that Word, you know what, quite frankly, if it has to compete with the unfruitful darkness of the things that are in this world, we can't even pretend that we're, we're hearing God right. We, we just can't. Trish, did you hear me? Of course I did. What did I say? See, we're going to really find out if she's listening or not. Well, this is exactly what you said. No, I didn't. Yes, she did. No, I didn't. This is what you said. That's not what I said. Yeah, I, I heard exactly what you said. She leans in. I love it. She leans in. She goes, that was yesterday. Well, it was close. Who here has a smartphone? Most of some sort, maybe. I was praying, God, what's, what's, an, what's an object lesson that would help me and others maybe understand? When you say, have no, don't participate with the things that are of darkness. Don't be a part of the things that are not of God. Don't be, walk as imitators of God, walk in his light. Walk as children of God, not of the things that are not of God, not of the things that are of darkness. Have nothing to do with them. Matter of fact, expose them. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And I'm thinking about this. Now, this is me. A lot of times, you guys got to have a little bit of appreciation for pastors and teachers because they're talking to a wide array of people at different places in life. You know what I mean? Different ages, different places. So I'm serious when I say this. I, I you, you take it for what it is, but this is God speaking to me and what I felt like he was saying. I really struggle. One of my greatest struggles in my life, my weight is up and down. I, I, just, I, can, I can blame things, which I do. You know, one minute I'm in the office for a month, the next minute I'm working out in the field doing mechanical work, and it's constant. And, and so one minute I'm hitting 7-Eleven, and the next minute I'm having a salad, you know, and, and it's hard to grab my calories. So I got all these excuses, and and by the way, the next thing I know, I'll drop some weight, but then all of a sudden I'm starting to feel like a month, a month, two months, three months go by, and I'm starting to feel kind of yucky and tired. And, 
I'm, I just, it's hard for me to do physical things. I'm going, what in the world? And then I step on the scale and I'm up. Not, that's impossible because yesterday I was down 30 pounds. Here, now, hear here, here this out. And so I'm just going, all right, this don't make sense. I know I'm not eating enough calories to gain this much weight. And I know I'm being active enough that, it, that this can't be. And, and this is what we do. We, we're, we're, we are very sincere as most believers. I'm telling you, if you, if you are a born-again believer, I would never doubt your sincerity. It's not my place to, but I would never doubt because the Spirit of God that dwells in us has the best interests of our heart and our life in his mind. And that's where you say, and yes, I know the plan I have for you, says the Lord. And he says, and this is what I want for you, the best, the most, the, the, the greatest that you can do to glorify me. I want this in you because I created you. You're an individual. You're unique. There's no one like you. Those aren't just words. They're not empty words. And I'm just going, we have this tendency to just to fade and well, you know what? No, I read the I read your word every day. And if sometimes if we think about it, we did a year ago. Or I pray all the time. Um, and then if sometimes if we think about it, we did for lunch. And I'm not being critical or cynical. Hear me out. So back to my weight deal. And so I get this app, and it's called Lose It. I'm not promoting the app, but it's called Lose It. And I get this app, and I start plugging in. Every little thing I eat. You know, the things that I forget I eat, it's in here. I'm up 30 pounds, and I start plugging stuff in. I'm not going to find it in my calories. I just know I'm not. And I hit the end of the day, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, I got like 3,500 calories. What in the world is this? And I start realizing when I start taking account of everything I do, it's easy to see why I'm at where I'm at. But we struggle. The Bible says examine ourselves. And we have a tendency to struggle to hold ourselves accountable or to have accountability with the body or someone else in the, in the Word of God. And then all of a sudden I realize calories way too high. No wonder I've gained weight. And then I go, my physical, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these tie in. Everywhere I go, it knows. And everything I do, it knows. And it knows what my heartbeat is. It knows my, 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 what my blood pressure is. It knows everything about me. And guess what it says? It says, you know what? You need, <laughs> I have an app that if it catches you not getting the proper oxygen, it says breathe. About 10 times a day, all of a sudden, -na 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 -na. I look and it goes, breathe. I'm going, oh, yeah. I'm for real. And God gives us his spirit. If we'll listen, and he'll talk to us, and he'll walk with us. And next thing you know, where my app tells me, Tony, you're not being as active as you thought you were. I get this still, small voice from God when I'm in his word, and he goes, you know, Tony, draw closer, draw closer. You're really not interacting with me as much as you think you are. You've faded. Come back, come back. I don't know if God would allow me, hey, Ryan, maybe you want to get in on this. We'll create a God app. And we'll have an app that goes on the phone and a, a little wristwatch. And when, when we have a tendency to fade from God and not be in his word, it'll zap us. And when it zaps us, unless we go to his word and we read, then it'll keep zap. No, maybe not. Go to verse 12. 
For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Galatians uh, 6, 7 says this, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. God has put into place, into motion, not only in his creation, of which we're a part of, but within us. We will sow or reap what we sow. Whatever we sow into our life, whatever we allow to plant in our mind, to plant in our heart, to plant through our eyes, to to plant through our ears, to plant into the things that we do, the things that we say, whatever they are, they're little seeds. And whatever we sow into our life, the Bible says, do not be deceived in Galatians, for whatever we sow will reap. If we sow things of the flesh, things of the darkness, Again, see see why it doesn't matter whether we know it's right or wrong? You know what I mean? Like, well, it's only a movie. Do you, do you see why? I mean, the Word of God is so clear that, that whatever I sow into my life, whether it's right or wrong, well, well first, wrong. And if it's, if it's wrong, and, and even if I know that it's just make-believe, quote-unquote, it still sows into my life. I will still reap what is being sown into my life. Now, I might not become, you know, someone that goes off the deep end and, I, you know, I'm watching things that are, you know, that aren't good and stuff like that. But even if I don't respond to these things physically, hear me out, they always affect me emotionally. And I go back to last week when I made the statement, we have a younger generation that's very anxious, and that's very angry, and that's very hungry for the truth. Why? Because they've been sowing into their life these video games and the social media. And, you know, again, I'm not standing up here shaking my hand and, and slamming my fist going, it's all evil, social media, Facebook, it's all the devil. You know, we, we need to, shout, we need to uh, close ourselves into a room, and we need to hide under a blanket. And No. God knows where he's placed us. He, he knew what the world would be like today. God's not deceived, nor is he taken by surprise. But he expects his children to be imitators of him and to walk as children of God and not participate with these things because they mess you up. And they'll take you from him. And if that's not enough, you know what motivates me? Is I realize how it affects, affects my children and my grandchildren. Okay, if we can't do it for our sake, which we should... Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But if, if you know, if you know what, if, it, if that doesn't wake you up to know that an all-loving God that created you and you have put your trust in to save you to, for eternity, if that's not enough to motivate us to be close and draw near to him, then just take that deep breath because you faded further than you thought, just like the weight thing. And the next thing that I hope will wake us up as we look at our children and our, our grandchildren and our, our family. Because they are watching. They're watching. Every move we make, the children that, that imitate people that are worshiping, I, oh, I just, oh, I just, I look and my heart melts when I, when I, I get opportunity to watch little kids 
and parents and grandparents all the time. And I get the opportunity grandparent when a grandparent lifts their, their arms in praise, and then I, I see a child just look and then lift their arms. And you might say, Well, yeah, but you know, are they lifting their arms in praise? Are they you know, you know what? At that point, that's not the point. The point is that they're seeing their mom, their dad, their their grandma, their grandpa, their aunt, their uncle. They're seeing them acknowledge God. And and as the and as what they're doing, watch, and what they're doing is they're imitating the one they love. The child's imitating the one, the parent, the grandparent, the aunt, the uncle, the child's imitating. And the rawest faith at the rawest form there ever is. And it's by faith they're, they're saying, there's something going on with my mom, my dad. There's something, and, and, and I, I'm raising my hands too. God says, be imitators of me. Look to see what I'm doing. Look to see what I'm doing. Imitate what I do. And I know most of the times for most of us, we just we do it out of obedience and we do it because we love God. We we might not even know why. You know, it's it's God's desire. He um he says at the end of at verse fourteen, he says, or he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And bottom line, he's just telling us today, this morning. He's reminding us, he's telling us, look, imitate me, put away the things that are not of me, awaken up spiritually, and that's when Christ will give us light. Sometimes we pray... the most sincere prayers that ever could be prayed for the ones we love, for things that are happening. This this might seem silly to you, but I mean, I, I, I catch myself praying, God, help me lose weight. Help me, help me, help me, help me. And it's like sometimes God just goes, well, Tony, you know, if I lost your weight for you, you'd just gain it right back again anyway. You know how to lose weight, Tony. You know how to be healthier, Tony. Well, God, just help me have more time to read your word. Come on. I'm not, I'm not saying don't ever pray that. I mean, if it's a sincere prayer, please pray that. But God goes, I've given you all the time in the world. You got my time. And I, I'm not saying God won't answer some of our prayers, but I'm saying that God has mostly answered all of our prayers, and we just quite frankly aren't listening and responding. He's already given us the answers in most of the things we pray for. Now, now is this, again, something that's bad? No, it's just something let's be aware of. We got a refrigerator. I'm just telling you, God just does this to me, so I'm just sharing. We got a refrigerator, six years old. 
it's one, it's a, one of the best refrigerators I've ever bought. It has two compressors, one for the freezer and one for the refrigeration section. I tell you what, you put something in there hot, it cools that puppy down just like, boom. It's, you'd have to, it's awesome. Six years. One of my greatest nemesis in our house, and Trish knows, I go up there and I hit the button for water. doesn't go to water. Hit the button for ice, it doesn't go to ice. And the next thing I know, you probably don't do this. Probably none of you do this, but I find myself going. And finally, it switches to ice, I think, and I go there and water goes all over the floor. Six years! <laughs> Two weeks ago. Well, maybe even a little more than two weeks, but, you know, I'm helping Trish out a lot, and at first, she couldn't get up for two weeks, so I, I, I get everything, um, fetter, water, ice, and stuff like that. Well, I had my hands full of stuff, because I'm helping Trish, I got her stuff, and so I go up to the refrigerator, and I'm going to push the button for ice, because she wants ice in her coffee. Who drinks ice in her coffee? But anyway, so I go to push the button for ice. Well, I'm reaching like this, and I can just touch it. I can't push it. I'm just, oh, I just barely can touch it. And it goes, ding. I go, what? And then I go over to the wall. I touch it. And I go, it goes, ding. Switches. I go, no way. I take all this stuff. I put it down. For six years, I thought there were buttons. There's not a button on that thing. It's just little sensors. And so every time I'm pushing it, it says, I don't know what you want, dude. You know what you just, I'm going, what? And then, I, for, so friends, man, I go up there all the time and they're going, ding. Ding, just touching it, just barely touching it. You might go, well, what does that have to do with anything? I think, I think there's times, too, we have these preconceived things going on in our mind and our heart that have to do with God. And I think in, in a lot of ways, we're so used and so familiar to doing something in our life, reading the Word a certain way or praying a certain way, and, you know, we... we and all this time, we're, 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 we're just pushing buttons. And we get so frustrated because we, we think we're pushing the right button, but we're not getting what we think we're getting. And, you know, if we do go from God, it's not fair or it's not right to how come I can't have what I want. I'm pushing the right buttons. I'm praying the right prayer. I'm reading the right word. We got to, again, take that deep breath. Take that deep breath and remember this as, you, as we wrap up this morning. Remember this. Be imitators of God. Walk as children of light. Step by step, more and more, remove the things of darkness in your life. And He will be the God that will walk and talk and answer. I'm not, not, don't misunderstand. He's God. I'm not, I'm not claiming this for him. It's what he says he'll do. But if we're not walking in him and we're not walking in the light, we get confused sometimes. We're in a different reality where we think he's going to interact with us and he's going to answer all these prayers and he's going to do all these things. It's not God's reality. It's the reality we have put together in our own little world with our own little refrigerators that are six year, years old and with our own little machines that we're, we're trying to get coffee when it's not even in our, our language. We can't even understand how to, how to push two buttons to get a cup of coffee. And God just says, draw near to me 
and I will give you the revelation. I will give you the word. I will direct you. I will guide you. Stop trying to do it yourself. Amen? Okay. That's what we leave with this morning. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Who here this morning would say, Pastor Tony, um, wow, you've talked a lot about being a believer. You've talked a lot about walking in the light, about imitating God. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I've never come to that place. I've never come to an understanding that, that of your God that you're talking about. He created us and he desires for us to be with him for eternity. And, and then you mentioned something about sending his son. And I, I know of no better way to, to walk with you in the questions you have in the heart concerning your salvation than this, and it's by the word of God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone in this room, everyone that can hear me on the Internet, Everyone that has been born and everyone that will be born, we fall short of God's glory. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of that sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And Romans 10.9 says, For if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. You want to know what God's will is for your life? As you're anticipating salvation, as you're allowing the Spirit of God and the Word of God to reveal to you your sin that separates you from Him, but His love that wants you so close at the same time to be reconciled back to Him. John 6, 40 says this, For this is the will of God, for you, for those, for He, that looks upon the Son of God and believes in Him, shall be saved. That's God's will. It's His will. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. We're claiming your word. We're claiming those things you have put within us. And we ask and we pray in the name of Jesus to speak to our hearts by your word and your spirit. Allow us to see your love for us. Allow us to see with, with God eyes. Not with our human eyes, not with our human ears. May we hear and see your truth. You desire for us to draw near to you, not to the dark things of this world. And Father, you know every heart in this room, if there's anyone that you are calling to you, may they repent of their sin right here and now. And put their trust in your son, Jesus Christ, as their Savior. And it's only by your truth. That's what's so amazing. You're the one that puts it within our heart to even know that we do need a Savior. 